Welcome to episode 226 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. And I'm Artemis Hal from the Warcraft Hunter Union and at Artemis Hal on Twitter. All right. Today is Sunday, October the 4th, 2015, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch.tv. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sander, is there to take your questions. And we've got an awesome show for you guys today. We've got we've got a full house. Well, Mo minus uh, Bendek, of course. But joining us this week, we have uh, Clipperall and Nix the Hunter, uh, both from the Midwinter Guild, and they're they're going to join he- us here today. And we're going to talk about BlizzCon hunters and and all sorts of good stuff. So, guys, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Hunting Party Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Cool. So uh, BlizzCon, it's what, what are we, like? A, le- just less than a month away now? So why don't we talk about some of the Hunter plans and things we've got going on? Because I think our, we, we know a little bit more than what we did uh, last time. So Artemis, you want to talk about what's, what's going on with, with Hunter planning and the party and all that for BlizzCon? Certainly. I mean, first of all, big shout out to Miss Mo. Everybody knows her as Foxy Lady. Um, she's been the one that's really been overhauling and driving this campaign to where it needs to be um anyway so full details um we still have to have a possible time and day for the party i think we're still leaning on friday night being our you know potential hit back at the hilton we have some various ideas of where we're going to be doing that but we'll have like a mat this time i swear hunters and we'll make it so epic for you um we have really good amount of donations this time around as well and this year, if you donate $5, you will be getting all the swag you need. This time, it won't be just free-for-all. Everybody comes in and, you know, um, takes and takes. Uh, basically, if you donate $5 or more, you will get the lanyard. We have new wristbands. And we're going to be doing shirt giveaways. And Artemis, I see you're, you're broadcasting from a tropical jungle somewhere, it sounds like. Yeah, it's- yeah. I'm, I'm truly giving out my all-around <laughs> hunter experience. You know, I'm just that dedicated. I try to think who we had on the show one time who also had, I think it was Kriparian. He was another hunter that, that had birds. It had birds in the background when he, when he would come and podcast with us. So, yeah, I guess having birds, it's a hunter thing. Bark, bark. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, so the T-shirts are awesome, by the way. I know we, we, we've talked about that, but they're, they're real. the design is just amazing. Yeah, who was the artist on that? All right, so the credited artist who did this, and she is phenomenal, is Zoe Zazu. I'll link her Twitter handle for y'all. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm especially impressed with the way the the gun turned out on that because I don't think we had any real good images coming out of um, wherever it was Gamescon with a picture or a picture of the gun. So she did a, a really nice job, kind of cleaning that up and, and making it look as as pretty as the other two weapons on there. Yeah. So if you guys are confused about the whole image concept. Basically, we um, she decided to take the three artifact weapons from the next expansion on top of the Legion background, on top of the WHU letters, um, and just put them all together in one shirt design. So you have the Survival Hunter Spear, the Marksman Hunter Bow, and the BM Hunter Gun. Looks awesome. I can't understand anything you say. I just hear birds. Oh my god. One second. <laughs> She's not going to do anything bad to them, is she? <laughs> what does that mean? One second. Rest, rest in peace, bird. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just going to open the window and let them out. <laughs> 2015 to 2015. 
All right. Well, while she's doing that, why don't we? Uh, I don't, we really don't have much in the way of news, right? I mean, there's not there's not much going on. Um, so, Nick's and Clip, why don't we just talk to you guys and find out a little bit about what you've been doing? I mean, you're both in 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 one of the top guilds uh, in, in in all of World of Warcraft. You've obviously completed uh, going through Hellfire Citadel on, on, on Mythic difficulty. So, what, what were your impressions of of that raid sort of the overall this this time around especially mythic i mean how do you think it sort of stacked up to some of the previous raids that blizzard has done is it is it one of the harder ones or easier or or, or which what are your guys takes on that i'm gonna let clipper answer this one uh, <laughs> i feel like it, it it ranks pretty high up there in terms of like difficulty level for like a journal since across the board um i mean some of some of the fights felt kind of hard cause, you know the first couple fights were pretty easy and then you got to like this gore fiend which kind of like this basically essentially like cock block to the entire like <laughs> other half the tier or like the other half the instance and then you had a couple like easy bosses and then a couple like really hard ones so uh i feel like it i feel like it's it's a pretty good like difficulty across the board for like all raids kind of like brf for like an entire like mo- uh warlords kind of theme of raiding so well, that's sort of been our feeling about the raids in general, because I mean, you know, this war, you know, Warlords of Draenor seems to be somewhat of a, a down expansion overall. Uh, not one of the, their their better efforts. I mean, there there are a lot of neat things in there, but but the rating I thought has been been as good as it, it as it ever has been. I mean, they 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 continue to do a really good job with these boss encounters, coming up with new mechanics and things like that. And I thought the you know all the raids that they've done so far have been been re- really good, and I've I've enjoyed them all so far. Yeah, they've all been pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I would definitely feel like Archimonde's probably the, one of the best bosses they've... I wouldn't say one of the best, but probably, def- probably definitely one of the more challenging bosses they've come up with in a long time, so... As a final boss, definitely. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, how many? How long did it take you guys to, to get that down? I mean, <laughs> like, roughly how many attempts did you have Uh-oh. to... <laughs> To go actually, through for that. I don't think we ever actually disclosed the actual legit. Uh huh. We're gonna try to downplay that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I hate to say it. Couple I think thousand. it was like <laughs> not as much as Exorcist. Definitely probably like the second most pulls. Mm-hmm. I think we had like six hundred and wow. I don't know something on it before we killed it. I think Exorcist had like nine hundred or some shit. Seven forty. Seven forty. Yeah. I think we had like 630 or 50, somewhere in that range. Yeah, that that's amazing. So, like, how many pulls, like, in an evening, do you, do you end up doing then, for with a fight like that when you when you when you're raiding on a night? Uh, it kind of varies. Like, generally, of course, like when you first start off progression, you have a lot more wipes at a night because you're mm-hmm. consistently mm-hmm. wiping to the earlier phases. But uh, as time goes on, you know, like these are, you know, like 10 minute pulls basically. So 10 minute pulls. Five ten minutes to sit there. I don't know. You could probably do like anywhere from probably about like forty pulls a night. Maybe we were basically raiding every day, so I would say maybe forty, maybe yeah, like thirty to forty, maybe on average. Right, <clears throat> which is pretty good. So I mean, that's I mean, obviously you guys are hustling and getting back there and. <laughs> you know, pulling as, as, as soon as you can. I mean, and the other thing too, because, and I'm, I'm asking this, I guess, from the perspective, I, I know what, like, I'm in a very, very casual guild. So we're just, we're just running heroic. And I know, um, 
on a, on a fight where we're going to wipe, sometimes it takes like forever to, you know, for everyone to die. Like after, after you call, call the wipe and it's like, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, just stand in something and people don't stand in something, but do you sort of approach it, especially with these multi-phase fights where you just sort of try and get down that say initial phase, uh, to the point where you can execute it perfectly, where even if you look like you could clear that phase, you might call a wipe because there were just enough mistakes in there that um, you're not comfortable with. I mean, I mean, you you definitely like at a high level of writing, you, you definitely get to a point where you kind of like understand like your expectations going in, say like to a final phase. So like if you're trying to like execute a strat, like um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Like ignore the uh, uh, like the beam soaks in the last phase of Archimon, whatever those things are called. I forget now. Stop mad. Like basically, you know, you sack a tank. You you really want to try to like go into last phase with a couple, it, at least a couple reses, so you can uh, ignore that damage and put more damage into the boss. Uh, like kind of like the more you raid, you kind of get the more sense of like, all right, if we don't go into this last phase with you know two reses, you basically just will wipe it if you. Like, if you, or, like, say if, like, a DPS randomly dies going into, like, the last phase, you might as well just kind of wipe it because you kind of need everyone alive with, you know, a res or two going into the last phase. So it's kind of, like, there's no even point to even try it. So just, you know, wipe it and retry it. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that makes sense. I mean, that way you're you're making the most, really, out, out of every pull and not wasting any time and... <laughs> And can can also gives you a better opportunity, I think, too, if you're going to do any kind of analysis to kind of figure out just just what went wrong well, as well. I can also say there was a on our uh, midwinter's uh, Leishen kill back in Throne of Thunder. It was a basically like just like a common thing for like the top guilds of the time, like kind of like the, the ideal like perfect strat was like you had to have at least two reses, at least two reses going into that final phase to res um, people with uh, static shock to solo soak it because it was just like it was just so much damage and you had to have people solo soak it and of course some classes can't so they had to die so you'd have like reses especially for the DKs for the grips um, you, know, you ideally wanted to have like at least two reses and something I, uh, I can't remember something happened we were joking around and like two people randomly died in the first like 10 seconds of the fight so we only had like one res going into phase three and we're like, yeah, fuck it, let's just go, let's, let's just go. And that ended up being, like, our kill. We ended up getting, like, the perfect, like, RNG of, like, people getting static shock that could solo soak it. So it was, like, a minimal amount of deaths in Phase 3, and we ended up killing it that pool. So I guess it's just kind of like, you know, just play it out sometimes, I guess. Right, right. I guess everybody playing Marksman too, Nix. I mean, is that what you're... Mostly yeah. running it right now, marks. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent marks. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so for every every encounter too, I take it too. You're not even bothering to look at. No, there, there's no other situations that present themselves. Uh, the only yeah. the only situation I can see in HFC itself is Zolharek. I know a lot of hunters will go BM for imp damage, but mm-hmm. I never felt the need to do that. I feel like our damage overall just drops so far for kind of mediocre AOE when we could be doing. Like extraordinary single target to the uh, Void Fiends, so I always stayed marks for progression on that fight. Yeah, it looks about... like the top logs right now are BM on Zolharak, but it's still yeah. it's like not necessarily going to help you progress, it's just going to get you a good log. It depends yeah. on your guild's comp more than anything. If you don't have the AoE for imps or you don't have the stuns, you, like, you should be burning them as quick as possible, but 
with HIJ, who I did Solar Arc progression with, we had a pretty good pretty good comp for that. So me and Brutal, the other hunter, uh, we were able to stay marks for that and just kind of kill the Void Fiends. What about fights like Iskar if you don't have like solid cleave? I know some hunters in EU guilds were going BM and were doing pretty, pretty well. I mean, progression. the thing about that fight is that a lot of those ads are kind of pointless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that a lot of top guilds are doing that fight now is they're nuking the resonance before it even casts chains, so it's effectively heroic with yeah, a little bit more damage. Joke. So, are you guys having. It? Yeah, Midwinter does that. Um. I know it, it kind of depends. Like on certain fights, like you may see BMs like a like a person playing BMs back being like the number one rank on a fight. But like in terms of like the top ten, you may see like three people BM and seven people marksmanship. So um, it kind of varies. Like I know Kenny Loggins, he played uh, BM for our first uh, Mythic Manoroth kill. It was to solely basically he was doing like fairly good. Um, boss damage and like all the other damage, but he helped out with uh, basically just nuking imps, basically. Yeah. So I mean, it just kind of varies. Like it's very situational. Like there's only if like at our level, the only two or three bosses I could see honestly playing uh, BM at like a hardcore like progression level would have been Iskar, Manoroth, and then maybe Exolarak if you were. But no, I don't think anyone was doing that strat like early on it's just kind of like a recent thing where people just stack in melee and just aoe nuke everything so and it looks like there's a few that you actually just can't play bm even if you're just raiding casually i know gorfian bm is very bugged you'll lose all of your um frenzy stacks anytime you switch realms uh, yeah, and that's not necessarily a bug. It's just the way that the, it's just right. like that's the, even for like um, Iron yeah. Maidens back in BRF. Whenever your pet despawns, you lose those stacks. So yeah, it's unfortunate that that's how it is, but it's the way that they've combated stampede bugs and things of that nature. Oh, like God, you can't so can't have your pet keep its buffs when it's despawned, or you can just start a fight with five stacks of focus fire every single time, and it's, it's a little bit ridiculous honestly but it's just the way that they've decided to handle that yeah there's there's even been a time where we uh essentially like our reses were dead or reses i don't remember what the, i don't remember what the specific uh scenario was but uh i remember we were, got into phase three of mythic archimond and we're like oh my god we need a res and i was like me and kenny were like oh we can res we got 100 pets you know <laughs> we can pet res and i was like oh wait we got stampede out uh you're gonna have to wait 40 seconds so. Yeah, and if you yeah if you stampede when you don't have lone wolf without a pet out, you're stuck without a pet for forty seconds. Yeah. So. <laughs> great, great game design. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and lone wolf and sort of stampede and all that's kind of, uh, yeah, it's it's awkward at times. I mean, I guess and and everyone's running lone wolf too. I mean, or are is there cases where focusing shot. No, might not be preferred with a pet anymore. No, no. no. it was kind of like even it was it was it was focus shot was kind of like a like a thing like early like mm-hmm. right as like tier eighteen kind of came out, yeah. and it made sense. But like as soon as you started getting ge- like more and more geared, lone wolf just came better. 
that and tier. Like I remember you wanting focusing shot before you had your um I think it was two set. I'm not sure if it was two set or four set, where it was just slightly ahead. Depending on the fight and play style of your choice. Yeah. It was it was after you got four piece actually that focusing shot became okay. better. In Sims it became better. Not necessarily. Sims, yeah. <laughs> but not focusing in practice. Shot was very difficult to use with how high the aimed shot focus cost is you would have to focusing shot every couple seconds so you can't move very much so on fights like i'm trying to come up with an example um can't really think of any off the top of my head but i guess corn rock would be one of them where you're dodging all the the different waves and Mm -hmm. stuff and you got to do that and move constantly there's a lot of time where you just can't shoot i remember the first week we killed mythic corn rock i was doing runes and while I was doing runes, I was in range of the boss, but I just had zero focus because I was using focusing shot for whatever reason. And then, and what about the, the, the Archimon trinket then? I mean, is it, how is that for uh, marksmanship? Is it, is it it's... better than some of the other stuff? I mean, I mean the, 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 for those that, that may not know, I mean, you, you basically you get a, what, a damage buff uh, based on your distance from your, from your target. So it encourages you to just kind of stand way the hell up back in dps like uh i think the mythic version is technically four yeah point four percent or is it i can't remember what the exact numbers were i think it's point uh, four yeah uh basically you get a damage increase for each yard you're away from the boss mm-hmm. which makes sense in theory but some of these bosses hitbox are like massive like Gorfiend, you can be seen in the back of his plat- like platform and still only be 20 yards technically from the boss. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, Manoros, another one, has a massive hitbox. So, like, in theory, it would be a good combo if you could... Essentially, according to Sims and the general idea, if you, if you can't maintain, like, 30 to 35 yards at least always from the boss, it's just you don't get, like, that much of a damage increase out of it to yeah. make it worth over another trinket basically and the 30 to 35 yards is with a mythic version so the lower quality yours is heroic and normal you'd have to be 40 or 45 yards away before it would beat another trinket it's not necessarily that it's bad it's just that the other trinkets are so much better this tier even the coil beats it out yeah yeah it does actually the best thing was is that uh our first mythic archimon kill i actually coined the damn trinket. <laughs> and then Kenny coined it the very next week. That's like great news. Like we coin useless items. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad in concept. I mean, I like the idea of having procs or something specific to, you know, each specialization. I just felt like the one for marksmanship was uh, very, very underwhelming, I guess. I don't want to know that's useless, but it just seemed very, very underwhelming and for a trinket like that that's coming off a final boss like you you would think it would be designed to just be be your best in slot basically and just well, trump trump everything else it's great for bm mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure it's pretty solid for survival too granted i don't never actually played it and don't know anybody who actually played survival <laughs> i know it's terrible know survival. survival one does oh it is actually pretty bad i never actually like mess with it that's what a good is yeah, it lets you multi-dot your black arrow Oh, right. it resets the yeah. cooldown of black arrow. Yeah. That's what it does. Wait, you have a chance. That bonuses. Have you two tried playing survival and trying to make it competitive at all, or is it just we, we all tried. just assume dead? GG, rip, screw this. 
I theorycrafted survival for a total of like three hours and nothing happened. It's, it's something. It's just dead in the water right now. It's something okay. I dicked around with like PTR and was instantly just like, yeah. no, just no. There's just no logical reason why it would be better than marksmanship. With the amount of focus on stuff like priority targets in in uh, HFC, like you just can't compete with marksmanship. It's too good. It doesn't have an execute. Its damage is largely based around dots remaining on the target for a long period of time. Like it's it just can't it can't be competitive in the way that they're designing raids right now. Yeah, oddly enough, I actually had a lot of fun trying to get it to be good with the four piece and uh, and the class trinket. Uh, in PTR, when we were just sitting in Shatrath, you know, five targets just sitting there trying to see if you could multi-dot well enough that this would be worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Solar Flare gave me a few tips, like, you know, try it, see if this will help or see if this will make it be better. And just nothing. There's just no way to get it to do good damage. Even after the blanket buffs, they gave it, uh, I don't well, know, a month The in. funny thing is, is that the, the little bug survival had that yeah. made it so good was that Serpent Sting was proccing multi-strikes and it was proccing it twice. So if you stacked multi-strike and you got up in the you know the 70s and 80s with, with trinket procs and stuff you, you would be doing a whole lot of damage especially on AoE too with Serpent Sting applying um, the initial tick of Serpent Sting on hit so you just spammed multi-shot and did pretty pretty solid damage but when they got rid of that I don't really know if they they listened to the amount of people that were telling them that it was a bad idea and that the only reason survival was good was because of this because of this bug and and there was just no way that they could buff it like to where it would be competitive with the fix that they put on it. It's just impossible. It's it's so, something my god. I was going to ask uh Nick real quick, what would be your opinion on Something that could change the survival's mechanics that would make it a more fluid of a spec or more fun of a spec. What would you change to it? Um, I haven't really thought about that. That's a good question. But honestly, they would they would have to put the multi striking back into Serpent's thing. That, as as weird as that sounds, like that that made it good. It it was interesting having a class built off multi strike like that, and it was kind of cool. But they can't do that just because I guess they don't want to or whatever, but they didn't really need to fix it. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of the only thing that I would, I would say would make it competitive because if you get rid of that, you would have to buff it single target to ridiculous levels and just the amount of dots that you can throw out. It would, it would kind of scale really crazy if you let it single target get out of hand. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a whole lot that they can really do with the spec right now. They kind of gutted it going into uh, going into Warlords, and they kind of refused to give it a cooldown. They took away its execute. Bear trap. I want my bear trap. Yeah. With some comps, it's uh, really great in PvP right now. Yeah, PvP, so it's, it's very good. It's something to do if you like playing survival. People who ruin the game, just saying. <laughs> But yeah, and, and obviously they're they're not even going to try and fix it. I mean, their solution now is to make it a a melee spec altogether going into uh, yeah into Legion. So I mean, any any thoughts on that? So is anyone here gonna gonna actually give it a serious go and and look oh, to, yeah. to, to play melee? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All my alts are melee. Like this is my dream come true. 
I don't really have too strong of an opinion. Seriously. I don't have too strong of an opinion right now, to be honest with you. Like, I think that survival being melee is fine, but we don't really know how good it's going to be yet. Like, Warlords has kind of put an emphasis on ranged classes being a lot stronger. So if they don't do survival correctly, it's just going to fall to the wayside again and no one's going to play it competitively. But I'm I'm excited, definitely. It's going to be pretty cool to have a melee option. I mean, we have a, like a 50-50 shot of it being like yeah. the dog tier like it is right yeah. now. Or probably like one of the best specs in the game. Because that's yeah. just how Blizzard works. And I mean, if it's bad, nothing really changes. We already can't play it anyways. Well, that's true. I think I think the bigger concern is that they they overtune it right, and it's just out of the gate. It's just really overpower OP, and it's better than the than the other two specs. And then everyone feels like, uh oh, <laughs> I've got to yeah. now go become a melee player, and I'm not sure that See, they, they want to do that. The one thing I hope, and I can just say this because I'm not like a big fan of melee, although like my second favorite tune to play is my DK, but I've been playing them since like start of Wrath. So, but um. I just feel like I'm not going to really enjoy Hunter at all if survival, like, first tier of rating, or, like, the, I would say, like, the first half of the expansion is the only true, like, viable spec as a melee. It's just, like, personally to me, I know, like, a lot of, I, they probably gave into the community somewhat, because a lot of people were asking for melee hunters. Right. But, uh, I just feel like being a hunter, just, like, you're, like, a ranged class, you're not really, like, up in all the shit. Basically, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I play Hunter to be a range class, be a mobile range class. Basically. It would definitely but feel there's... weird wearing a spear again and actually using it. <laughs> that here's, would be how, here's how Legion is theoretically trying to play out, though. Um, each spec is supposed to play its own like sort of identity. So we have Hunter, right? But there's so many different things a Hunter could be. Like, a Hunter could be something that walks in with an axe, a double axe, and just beats the crap out of something with uh, traps and stuff and an awesome pet. That could be a fantasy to someone. And, you know, like, it might not be popular to you. You might want to play it for the range. But that's why there's other specs, too. Um, yeah. What are your predictions for the new melee survival? Personally, I think that it's going to be decent enough that some people will be okay playing it if they really really want to play the melee survival but the only thing i really feel comfortable like predicting is that there's going to be a little bit of uproar more so than now because if it's too good people are going to complain like the people who don't want to play it are going to complain that they feel obligated to play it and then if it's too bad, the people that want to play it are going to feel like they can't because the other two specs are better. So they can't really win with it, to be completely honest. There's going to be a lot if, of complaining. If Some they, people do that right now, technically, though, with how the specs are working right now. But yeah, then they're like all the same. Who cares if you have to yeah. switch? <laughs> well, I mean, like how Marksman plays out, it's a def- much different play style than BM and Survival. And a lot of people don't like that. Oh, not again, Bird. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, it's it's just uh, really tough to to balance it or if, make it good enough that everybody's gonna like it. You know, like in in my opinion, like I don't hate like the idea of survival hunter. I think it's like a new change of like pace for hunters. Definitely. If they could, of course, you know, tuning's never been their strong suit. But if they can give like each hunter spec their kind of like own identity, like per se. And tune it to the point they were for BRF. That'd be awesome, because in a 
for the most part, each of the three specs were very comparable on most fights in BRF. It wasn't like, oh my god, you can only play this one, you can only play like this spec for like these four fights, you can only play survival for these four fights, and it's just like you could get away with playing literally all three specs on each fight. So in, in midwinter, it's definitely one of the higher uh, ranking guilds. Do you ask your boomkins to switch to feral or vice versa if if it's appropriate for a specific fight or enhancement shamans to switch to uh, elemental or vice versa? Uh, it's kind of like up to the player. Um, if they can, if they know how to play the other specs of their class at a comparable level to what they do in like their main spec, um, if they feel like they can do better at that spec, because we've had people swap from like melee specs to a range spec of like of like a druid. Some people swap from like boomkin to feral if it's really OP. It just kind of depends on the fight, and if the person thinks that they can basically make a greater con- uh, contribution being a different spec, they generally try to uh, like make that um, knowledge and open. The thing that's different about those kind of specs is that um, I guess it's not really that big of a deal now, but uh, hunters will still be agility male, so the gear won't really have to change. Going from a boomkin to a feral, you have to, you had to at least get a completely different set of gear because back when you know leather was still set on intellect or agility, you couldn't really change spec and it would change with you, and you also had to get new tier, so. Now it's a little bit more freedom, I suppose. You only really need a weapon and trinkets, but I guess even then, like to gear someone for multiple specs, give them multiple weapons, I guess, when you could be giving another pure intellect class an intellect weapon instead of giving a feral druid an intellect weapon so he can go to um, Boomkin at some point, I guess. Well, I can't really speak for how Midwinter does it. Personally, since I've only been here a couple weeks, but well, well, well. Speaking of weapons, one of the big changes coming in Legion is these artifact weapons, and we're not really sure. We sort of talked about this a little bit about how this this might work, especially now that you're going to have uh, a melee spec in survival, which is going to need its own artifact weapon. And you know, how much time are we going to have to spend? Uh, farming up and, and you know, the, these artifact weapons and keeping them kind of up to date, if you will, um, in case you need to switch from one spec to another. And we're not sure if uh, that's going to be problematic or not. I mean, any, you guys have any thoughts on that? I hope whatever upgrades they have or whatever, like, system they end up actually implementing for the artifact weapons, that it rolls over to each, like, version of the weapon. Because you have to, like, get three different weapons and then, like, maintain all that. That's going to mm-hmm. be, like, probably the biggest pain in the butt. Yeah. Next to, like, mop dailies or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Especially if you need multiple specs in one in one yeah. raid. It's going to be a real, real bad pain in the butt for the uh, pure DPS classes. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's sort of our concern is that you, you may end up uh, having to... Either just 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 you know sort of bite the bullet and commit to a spec that maybe in the middle of the tier gets gets nerfed a little bit so that it's not where it was or where it ought to be, 
or you're going to have to just be, you know, questing and doing everything else to kind of keep those artifact weapons uh, current so you can make make that jump. So it could... could... Go ahead. I'm worried about pure DPS classes, like in our situation, how that's going to really function because, you know, the most competitive person is going to be trying to make sure they can maintain all three. So hopefully it's not a really tedious task. Yeah, I think that's kind of the... Like deciding factor of what alts I plan on playing in Legion. It's because if it is really hard to maintain multiple artifacts, I'm gonna play one spec the entire tier. And I mean, I don't know if that's it, the best. It really sucks. Like you're trying to like push for like really top end kills. So say like in a an eleven boss tier, like you kill the first ten bosses and you're gearing like one spec, and you get to the last boss and however like the spec is and however like the strat you decide to do you're like oh my god i could do so much better at this fight at this other like say like you go the entire like 10 bosses mm-hmm. doing marksmanship you get to the last boss you're like oh my god this boss would be amazing if i could play bm but i don't have the like same itemized like weapon it just like kind of sucks yeah so it's gonna it's gonna be kind of weird We'll have to see how they decide to handle it. I really hope that they don't make, like, half-assed catch-up mechanics that (laughs) you can kind of get, like, oh, get your next artifact up to the same level as your first one. It'll only take a month instead of two. Like, that would suck really, really bad, having to do that on multiple characters. It's definitely bizarre that they added this, you know, our male gear has intellect and agility on it, so you don't have to switch. But they've doing all these other things that make it even harder to switch. Yeah. And these legendaries, yeah, won't be fun. Well, well, even now, I mean, you know, like I said, where it's things are just designed such that that marksmanship really is the 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 spec you want to go with if if you're raiding. But I mean, you know, if you had situations where you might want to dance around, dance between BM and marksmanship. You'd still probably want to consider, you know, multiple sets of gear just so you'd have one with the optimal secondary stats that you know Beast Mastery wants versus, which are different than what what marksmanship uses. Yeah, that was just a weird juxtaposition. I don't know how they decided to make switching easier and emphasize specific <laughs> stats for a spec at the same time. And they had they came out with a bunch of stuff. Oh, all the players said we want specific stats that are best. I don't, I don't know if there just wasn't communication at Blizzard. It's a weird, weird item. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's where sort of where, where reforging was, was really good, and that's where its strength, you know, lied that you could... You could make those adjustments uh, to your gear whenever needed, and maybe maybe it wasn't one hundred percent perfect, but it was probably good enough <laughs> that you wouldn't need to carry you know a couple of sets of gear to, to to play these specs. But obviously, I don't think that's going to come back at all ever. So, I'm holding out a little bit of hope that the the artifacts are not huge impact on damage, but more of quality of life stuff, and not necessarily raw DPS increases, but I think that that's kind of far-fetched at this point. I mean, who knows? It's Blizzard. They could, they get like, early beta, they could have one, like, whole idea for artifact weapons, and then, like, a month before launch, <laughs> completely just change it, so... Yeah, that's true. Yes. 
And that's also why they're being really quiet about their development plans because they don't want people like getting false promises and then having it all crushed like a month before release, you know. I feel like most people like don't care. Like if Blizzard says something, they just like stick to it. Nobody like really cares. Like people are people will always bitch about some shit, but I feel like nobody actually cares if Blizzard just sticks to what they say and then they just end up like changing it like the next day or some shit. Yeah. So they just like they just kind of give us like a general idea of what it's gonna be, and kind of stick to that. I don't think a lot of people will really care. My uh, my kind of I guess concern is that it's gonna be a nightmare to balance around all of that stuff. There's gonna be obvious power spikes if they if they do go the way of actually making the weapons have DPS increases on their little mini trees. There's gonna be obvious power spikes that people are gonna hit. And some classes are just going to constantly be changing around. It's from a theory crafting standpoint, it's going to be really weird. Like, I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for that aspect of it, as we haven't had any possibility of really unique combinations since Mop came out. Was that that's when they switched the talent tree, right? Yeah, I want to so say, the, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Dragon Soul mm-hmm. right before Mop, yeah. Yeah, so that in, none of our talents now really, I guess, yeah, maybe Lone Wolf affects, you know, whether you're using Barrage or not to some extent, but there's not a lot of interplay between talents right now. And so, yeah, the theory crafting aspect of it seems really exciting with these new trees or weapon trees. Do we know what they're calling them? Is there a term for that? Uh, I don't know. Whatever it is, I think it'll be fun. I'm sure it will end up being just cookie cutter, like you're saying, but mm-hmm. it'll be fun, at least on the beta, when we're just trying to figure it out. See, I hope there's kind of like, you can unlock everything, and then it ends up not being cookie cutter. I hope there's like a DPS tree, and then either stuff that isn't really affecting your damage more more than other stuff, or it's, but it's just, fun. you can unlock everything. Yeah. Can we just I, bring back, like, the Wrath talent trees, please? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <Go on>. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, especially the, 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 the early Wrath trees, right, where you could do the uh, the BM readiness combo. <laughs> oh, my God, that opener yeah, right. was so complicated. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember coming back. I took a break in MSV because my guild broke up, and I, I went to play with some friends that I played with in Dragon Soul for... Uh, TOT, and I remember um, doing Horridon progression because we were stuck on that forever. It was just a casual guild, but I remember doing the opener and it, it took like 30, 20, 25 seconds worth of just stuff that you had to do because you went through your opener once and then, oh, hey, guess what? Hit readiness. Do it all again. All, all over it again, right? Awesome. <laughs> it was, it was pretty it, fun, then, but oh my god. And you I came back and later. realized that our opener was like half a page long. I was like, oh my god, this is insane. Rip, uh, oh god, what was it? 5.0, 5. 5.1 5. BM Hunters, hello? Bring that back. Yeah. Blinks Rush. Shit was glorious. Oh, Blinks Rush was so much fun. Before Blinks they nerfed Rush, it? Blinks yeah, before they nerfed it and turned Stampede. it into a bleed. It was so good! I just remember doing, uh, doing like arenas uh, like right at the start of mop, and then just literally a soloing five teams with just links, like <laughs> Beast of Wrath, Link, Links Rush, just soloing five people. 
I love that we're looking back nostalgically about Mop. Um, I wonder what talent changes are going to happen with, you know, survival going completely uh, melee, the PvP talents coming in, which gives us so much more room to have a lot more unique and dynamic talents in our entire kit, really. What are your predictions on the changes to come? Hmm. I want to say that it's going to like if you if any anybody plays a a mage you you know how when you switch specs some of your talents just completely change like you have arcane orb you have in an arcane and then you have frost bomb and frost and i hope that they do something like that instead of just you know keeping the uh, the talents exactly the same for survival and i and i i think they will cuz i i hope they get rid of kind of lone wolf and adaptation because they've mentioned that they want marks to be the no pet spec they want bm to be the pet spec and then they want survival to be melee with a pet um so i hope that they kind of revamp the talent tree for us a little bit and kind of make it on a per spec basis because there's a lot of talents with marksmanship lone wolf being the best we can't use spirit bond we can't use intimidation can't use stuff like that so yeah, and some of those are just such boring talents. I mean, adaptation is, I guess it's kind of neat at first, but it just, I don't know, it takes a lot of the choice out of your pet, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's the only viable choice for BM. Yeah, and it just makes it not interesting. Yeah, and it's l- funny because going into the expansion, they said they wanted to put a bigger emphasis on talents that are passive being less right, right, right. the talents that you actually have to use. And as usual, they miserably failed. Lone Wolf is the best for um, survival and for marksmanship and for BM adaptation is the best. So our, our 100 talent tree is almost entirely passive. Exactly. And I think adaptation is something that they just might as well get rid of and make that be sort of baseline to the Beast Mastery spec. And I mean, the fact that marksmanship is going to be a petless spec would indicate that they're going to get rid of the lone wolf talent and they're, they're just baking that into into that specialization but but as you said hopefully they'll make some other improvements to marksmanship to kind of account for the uh other talents that exist that marksmanship just couldn't take advantage of and maybe um i i don't know give them some some something like there was at the spirit bond where you get the healing with the pet and find some other way to yeah provide that to, to that spec or maybe they'll just make the well, you know, anytime they make the damage better, that's what you're going to gravitate. They could make it do higher damage, but maybe be a little bit more vulnerable to things. But I, that's never a good solution for anything. <laughs> that's how you get people to play 100%, you know, marksmanship all the time and <laughs> just destroy your other specs. I hope the four piece goes baseline. I hope mm-hmm. to God it goes baseline. It'll probably be into the marksmanship weapon, I'd say. In uh, Dragon Soul, the four piece that gave us double focus on our mm-hmm. setting cobra shot, they uh, they made that baseline in mop pretty quickly. It's like I play my alt hunter, it isn't a four piece, and it's like a different marksmanship spec. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that four piece is is great. I and we and we've wondered about that too, whether or not that they that's something they would want to just make baseline and make uh, aim shot be instant cast as, and. 
because it is it changes the the rotation, it changes the feel of the spec, and it's just so much nicer than than having a a casted aim shot. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like with the four piece, it just feels like the old survival. You're just waiting for a proc and you spam aim shot. I don't know. It's pretty pretty boring spec right now. There's not much complexity to MM, so I can't imagine it staying as is. It was like uh Caesar Orgmar survival is just like spam city basically. Yeah, exactly. Well let me just change gears uh a little bit because uh Delirium, you brought up something uh you wanted to kind of discuss a little bit on the show today about uh, changes to Warcraft logs and weighted DPS. So what's what's going on there? Because that looks kind of interesting. Yeah, this is going to be really great, and it's actually going to overemphasize how amazing marksmanship hunters are. I think a lot of you who might have made the switch to marks uh, for this tier might have thought, you know, not seen some of the benefits that... Uh, these guys like Nix is talking about because um, you might not be doing the top DPS in your raid, but you're usually doing the most important DPS. And I think that's the emphasis that uh, Nix and Azertharian were making in their guides as to why MM is so great right now. And so what Kira, who uh, runs Warcraft Logs, what he's added in is called weighted DPS. And so priority targets uh, damage that's done against priority targets in a fight will be weighted as worth more than trash targets that are just going to die in a few moments anyways. Um, so it's, I think he gave a few examples like the impacts on Manoroth. You know, they're not going to be doing a bunch of damage to them. It's just basically padding your numbers. So you don't get as much value out of that. Uh, but a add like the Doomfire on Archimonde will get you a much higher value because that needs to die pretty fast. The uh, uh, Death Caller on Archimonde, it's got to die pretty quick. So it gets a higher value for, and your logs will reflect as having higher DPS when you switch to uh, to those priority adds faster. As I don't know, I think it's a really great feature. It looks like eventually he's going to add it in so the weights are customizable. Uh, so your raid leader can say, this is what we need to work on and look at who's doing the best with that. Uh, but for now, it's just some kind of basic stuff that he set in there. And I think we've got about a week before he applies this to the rankings. And this is going to, um, he's going to have separate rankings for people who are focusing on priority ads and things like that instead of trying to rank by, uh, you know, just padding your meters. Uh, this is the first I'm hearing of that, and that's pretty awesome, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm really excited, especially from the way MM works right now. It's like it's custom-built for us. It's just made to show how amazing MM really is right now. And I wonder, I, I don't know if this, what impact this, this might have on... I, it's a really good idea, because it emphasizes... Uh, you know, sort of doing these fights correctly, if you will. Um, and, you know, especially if you can drill down and see who's, you can already see who's doing what on, on what target, right. but now if it's easier to kind of pull that information out there and add some value to it, I think that's really, really beneficial to those groups that, that run logs, which is, which is a lot of people, which is most everybody. Yeah, and I imagine most, any raid leader who really knew what they were doing was already looking at these things in the logs. It just makes it much quicker, much easier to see at a glance. You know, if you're live logging, you can 
look in your other monitor, okay, this is what the weighted DPS looks like as opposed to who's padding and not. you don't have to click on the individual um, targets and see who's doing the most against the death caller and who's doing the most against the doom fires and who's just killing, you know, the, uh, oh, whoever those demon dogs are. I don't remember what they're called. But, uh, yeah, it just makes it easier to glance. And I'll be really curious to see how it works with the rankings. Um, I think he's looking for feedback as to uh, what the weights should be, who the more important high-priority ads should be on different fights. But, yeah, it it looks great. Yeah, because I think back to even that first fight, that, you know, the Hellfire Assault. I mean, when we first started doing it, we were struggling with it. And... The reason for that was we had some folks that were just going AOE crazy. So they had, you know, high DPS numbers, but they were popping all the Fellcasters and everything because of the AOE. And it was just, it was just a mess, you know, so we were getting crushed until we were able to convince people to, you know, hold back on AOE and and single target these priority ads so that we could, you know, kind of control things and, and get through it. And I see how this kind of, information in there and emphasis on that would, would be helpful, you know, to kind of point out those, those things. Yeah. So if you're in a, even if you're in a more casual guild, I think listeners out there bring this up to your raid leader. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you need justification for playing a single target spec, even if it's not doing as much overall damage, this will show why it's more important damage and why it's helping your raid more. And this is live now, or is he just sort of more or less testing it? Yeah, so if you look at any of your logs, like if you just go to, uh, you know, DPS for whatever fight your guild did, um, there are some options kind of in the top right corner, and you can turn it on right now for weighted DPS. It's not live with the uh, rankings yet, but you can use his preset uh, weights to see how your guild's doing right now. I think that yeah. went live last night, maybe. Okay, so it's very, very, very new. That's very, very cool. Very cool. Oh, and one thing that uh, Synth mentioned in our, 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 our Skype chat here was regarding the artifact weapons is, yeah, so, so it sounds like you're going to be able to unlock all the points available in those trees for the weapon, but, you know, you just a matter of choosing which order that you wish to do that. But it does sound like you'll be able to get everything for, for those weapons, which is cool. At least, at least that's, I think, what they announced for now. Who knows? Any of this stuff could change, you know, once beta arrives. Alpha, beta, potato, yeah. tomato. Same thing. <laughs> Anyone have predictions? Have we done predictions on this yet? I don't think we have. Get your bets ready. I think predictions they can try on to... On when they're going to release the beta. Uh, BlizzCon? No. I think they're trying to do a um no, I feel like, like with this expansion they're gonna try to push it. Yeah, November sounds right. Like late November for like Wait, that's when BlizzCon is, isn't it? No, it's BlizzCon's beginning. Yeah, BlizzCon's like the first weekend of November seventh or something they're like They're gonna that. release it like a couple weeks after BlizzCon, like early beta, like basically like alpha, and then probably more get into it like in February, March time frame. And then we're looking at like a release of like early, like basically like springtime. I feel would feel about right. 
Let me grab one more beer. I'll be right back. Oh, you didn't come prepared? What the f- Need a cooler by your desk. I know, I do. It's a problem. Drinking on my, uh, Illidan Blizzard cup right now. Yeah, I think a, a post-BlizzCon, you know, maybe like you said, maybe, I would, I, I'm, I'll guess a little bit sooner. I'd say like the, right after BlizzCon's over, they'll, they'll, they'll start things up. Maybe following I f- that week. Just I to- feel like they're going to drop like the meat and potatoes at BlizzCon. Maybe have like a very small section of playable beta available at BlizzCon. Maybe. I don't know. I would say we'd get to do like a fir- the first couple quests of the mm-hmm. Demon Hunter starting zone. Yeah, like, the, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe like some Demon Hunter shit. But I feel like I feel like a late November release would be maybe about right. And then it's it's gonna be roughly five to six months after that. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of people feel like a sort of a, a springtime uh release for, for 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 Legion makes a lot of sense. It's still a long ways off though, <laughs> I have to say. Even with I the mean, beta. And if you get into beta, it's something to do, but it's a long t- time between now and then for for this next expansion. I mean, it's it's kind of custom. Like people are always going to be hating. Like, oh my god, I don't want to do this tier for a year. But it's like expansions take time to like yep. make and then test and then raid content and tuning and bugs and it's all this other shit. So I hope well, they kind of take their time it, bringing it out. Honestly, like they, yeah. Warlords felt hope, rushed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Warlords did feel rushed, and then we only had like two tiers. And honestly, I feel like that's the leading cause of. Same. Because of how <laughs> short like this expansion felt, like a year ago we were in siege, guys. Think about that, and now we're already talking about another expansion. Yeah, actually, yeah. But um, I'm excited for Legion because it's most. It sounds like a lot of fan service, but it sounds like they're trying to do it right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Warlords, like was like okay, cool Warlords, but Legion's like oh my god, Emerald Dream Demon Hunter hype, you know. Yeah, Warlords didn't seem very, I guess, necessary lore-wise. The entire expansion could have been summed up by a cinematic. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. feel like we really accomplished much. Yeah, know? I read somebody said that all of Warlords should have been just like a dungeon in the time walking, or the, what are they, Caverns of Time? Caverns of that, Time, yeah. That would have totally taken care of I've, Warlords. I feel like like this is a bit harsh to say, but I feel like, just kind of like an in-general statement, like not going like too deep into this, but I feel like, Warlords is based like the dragon soul of expansions. It's just like you got to have one shitty one and learn from it and then mm-hmm. kind of build up from that. Well, that seems to be, you know, I mean, you had Burning Crusade, which was which was really good. That was the first expansion. And then Wrath of the Lich King, which came after that, I thought was, was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was better than, than Burning Crusade. And then you had Cataclysm, which was a, a down expansion. It, and was, then, it wasn't bad. It, it's, it started it off really soul. good. Yeah. And then just mm-hmm. went downhill from there. <laughs> Well, hopefully Legion isn't like that, because I have a lot of expectations for it. I think everyone does, yeah. especially with how the sub numbers have been working out and how garrisons turned out, unfortunately, were a big factor in people quitting, because there's something to do outside of raiding. Like, I'm I'm bored. Yeah. I think that was part of the problem, too. I think so much time, energy, and effort went into the garrison feature, and, and it was good for some things, but it just sort of... Uh, 
made and i love all these sort of quality of life things i like like it when certain things are, are easy to do and you don't have to waste time but it just made some things just too easy and like i said you never had to set foot outside your garrison other than to go go raid i mean i <laughs> just had this like this drunk skype call technically like this morning with salute and it basically had like the exact same conversation it's like if you essentially if you take out raiding from warlords this was a pretty bad expansion you just take out like the raiding aspect of it there wasn't there was a lot of stuff to do at the beginning because you were trying to like do alts and do all this other stuff but like after like initial initial rush of like stuff there was nothing to do they just like front loaded everything and then the rest of the expansion there wasn't really much Yeah, and even the the Tan An jungle. I mean, that's been okay, but I'm I feel like I'm more or less done with that. Even at this point, there's not too much reason for me that I feel like I have to go in there every day yeah. and do stuff there. It was much bigger than the Timeless Isle, and didn't seem to accomplish nearly as much fun as the Timeless Isle did. I had a lot of so fun in the Timeless Isle. Yeah, I, I did too. And Tan An was just you know the Timeless Isle Part Two, and it just didn't. I don't know, I just didn't sink in as well. I'm not sure how it could have been better or why I like the Timeless Isle more, but meh. Well, Timeless Isle had the really awesome PvP features, the rares that were always up, and it was... I feel like the smaller density of the island as well like made it so people were more together. If that makes sense, like people are always running around doing rares, people are yes. always doing the pet stuff, people are PvPing and doing the um the same faction PvP stuff was honestly a lot of fun. Messing with people as hunter, oh it was great. <laughs> oh, dude, was so- like explosive trapping people off cliffs, dude. That was so much fun to troll on that island. The thing if I wasn't raiding like the one night clear, I spent most time on the aisle just trolling. But that's what made that expansion good, is they had yeah. alternative stuff that was really fun to do outside of raiding. What are we doing outside of WAD right now? Like, what are you two doing right now that isn't raiding? Playing Destiny. That's not well. <laughs> I'm currently AFK yeah? on my garrison. I'm, I'm, I'm AFK on my character screen. There's, there's, I don't play. I log on Raid Tuesday, and then I get off for the rest it, of the I don't know. It, it, it kind of cycles. Like, after progression, I tend to, like take a lot of time to like catch up on like movie series or like bin binge watch like shows and then like play some other games and then you're kind of bored for a little while and then it's like oh the next year's out or some shit i don't know yeah i feel like right now it's it's kind of tough to be motivated to raid at least me personally just just because we we don't know when the like next expansion is coming out we don't have any new information it's it's hard to stay i guess interested I'm I'm just speaking from my own my own point of view. I, I've been struggling recently to to be interested in rating. I don't think that's an unfair point of view, though. I think it's a view that a, a lot of top end raiders have fell for a long time. Yeah, in expansion especially. I mean, look at all the countless of guilds that have just died or reformed or just. And the reform part just comes with again a lot of new people. Yeah, it's sad. Kind of the shift from the MOP dailies to what we have now. I think one of my guildmates is a 
programmer, and he was commenting on how with his uh, with a lot of his stuff, he would much rather people be complaining about feeling obligated they needed to do something rather than not doing anything at all. It was a much better problem to have that we felt like we needed to do too many dailies and maybe they weren't as much fun, but that's still better than not wanting to log in. And that's kind of just where we are now. There's I feel like, not much reason to log in. Yeah, I feel like having some... I mean, it sucks for some of us, but I mean, like, as a general statement, I feel like having too much stuff to do is way better than being like, oh, I can knock out my entire week's worth of stuff in two hours. Okay, I'm done for the week. So, I feel like more stuff loaded onto you is, I think, more fun because it just... You're constantly always doing stuff, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, you know, and it keeps you keeps you engaged uh, in the game. So hopefully, you know, Legion will make up for that now. I mean, you know, we'll be getting back to Azeroth and I mean, Dalaran will be the uh, the sort of the capital city once again. I'd be curious to see what they change with that or if they just sort of use the, the current version of Dalaran or, or if they, they give us something a little different. I don't know be interesting. I wonder what happens when we go to Northrend. Is there just going to be a like nothing? <laughs> right? You take the portal. You fall to the ground to your death because the city's not there. They've moved it someplace again, else. Again. They yeah, moved again. it again. <laughs> but it does seem to be with, with Dalaran coming to the mix, they're trying to combine a little bit of the themes from, from Wrath of the Lich King and uh, Burning Crusade. They're, they're doing a little bit of combining there, which which could be good capitalizing on two of their best expansions. So, well, we're, we're getting to the end of our, our hour here. We did have one question uh, from the chat room today, and may, maybe this will be a good one for, for you, Nixie, or, or anyone can answer it. But uh, this is from Glacier Wolf and wanted to know, what two or three trinkets would you choose for marksmanship? Uh, the only two that I would consider using for progression are the Mirror of the Blade Master and the fell spring coil mm-hmm. uh the other kind of third one that's up in the air is the malicious sensor and the reason i say that is because it's a rppm trinket and with the focus this tier on a lot of priority targets um fell spring coil is a little bit more consistent so if there's a lot of targets coming at you steadily over the course of the fight you're going to want something that's up for every single one of them and if you don't have a sensor proc when one of those spawns, your damage is going to be a little bit less overall. Uh, however, the sensor does net you a little bit higher overall damage, um, you know, on everything as opposed to giving you a little bit less but more consistent damage on priority targets. So I would just grab all three of them, honestly. Um, Azertherion has some trinket sims kind of ranking the different difficulties on his guide. I'm sure if you Google Azertherion's Hunter Guide, something will come up. And um, yeah, so just get all three of them. Kind of look at that to see the different item levels because not everyone can get everything mythic. But yeah. Yeah, and they are different different item levels too. I mean, certainly even within the, the Hellfire Citadel, I mean, the Felspring Coil, uh, I think is, it will, will definitely be a lower item level even on the same tier, if you will, as, as the malicious sensor. Just yeah. know, that one drops off uh, much later in the, in the instance. 
So yeah. there, is, there is a difference in item level there. And that's been that's been kind of annoying for uh, for doing Sims because the differences in item level is is has made people question kind of like, hey, I have a heroic sensor and a, and a <laughs> mythic um, uh, fell spring coil. Fell spring coils higher item level, but it doesn't feel as good. It's not an agility proc, but it is it is a very very good trinket. Contrary to what you might uh, might believe, I'm. Currently, I, I use that trinket since I'm trialing with Midwinter. I want to do more consistent damage as opposed to getting lucky and unlucky sometimes. But uh, it puts me at 53.3% crit, so I'm I'm fully capped out on crit, which is kind of cool. But yeah, it's it's definitely an underrated trinket for being so uninteresting. It's very very powerful. That's yeah. Sensor's kind of like the trinket. It's like you can go from feeling like a god on one pool because you just like nuked everything, and then the next pool you're like fifteenth on damage because you didn't get really any procs when the ads were up or something. Yeah. So. Or when the ring comes up, you get a you get a trinket proc right before you guys pop the ring. You're just, you're gonna do crazy damage, and then you line throw the hunt RNG on top of that and. You just you do some crazy numbers, or you just get my luck and both get a trinket proc and a throw proc right after ring goes off and get nothing during it. Yep, that's generally how it goes for me. Cool. Well, I mean, does anyone have any other topics they want to bring up? Otherwise, I think we can probably close yeah. out this, this week of the show. But go ahead. We had one more question from the uh, chat room. BM Jaeger asked, um, "Do you guys think?" the multiple item levels in the same difficulty was a successful experiment or uh, overall it's been kind of a failure? I mean, some people some people are going to like the higher item levels from like the harder bosses get technically, you know, get get better loot from the harder bosses. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but personally for me, I'm kind of against the increasing item level because it's like if you have a mythic piece that mostly like almost in every case should be the better piece to wear but it's like yeah but it's like not that much I don't know the difference between like a heroic version of a better trinket so it's like I don't know it's honestly just created nothing but confusion from my point of view is people are seeing gear that's you know 725 and then they see something that's 730 but the 725 has the better stats on it um a lot of the times people will kind of forget that even your worst stats hold weight in damage it might not be as much as crit but if you just have more of the worst like your worst stats if they hold enough weight they're going to still be be better and that was kind and, of my annoyance while progressing is uh so some I might get a higher item level piece that simmed me higher so I'm going to do more damage at least single target damage, but it has less crit, so it's just and it's just less fun to play. It doesn't feel as smooth, you know, when you have those uh, as when you yeah. have higher crit and you can get the more fun and the, rocks. And the number one example of this is actually perfect. It's the Iron Reaver belt and the Fell Lord mm-hmm. belt. Yeah. The yeah. Fell Lord belt has oh haste God. and mastery, which are arguably two of our worst stats. And 
the Fell Lord, or not Fell Lord, the Fell Reaver belt has, I think, crit and multi-strike, two Correct. of our best stats. It does. It's, it looks nice on, on paper for sure. <laughs> and there's a 20 item level difference, yeah. so people say, you know what, go with the crit multi-strike, it's your best stat. But the Fell Lord belt is actually better than the uh, mm. Fell Reaver belt. Unless you can get like the Reaver one, like Warforged yeah, or Socket or something. Yeah, you get it or, or Socket, and that just opens up a whole... Yeah whole different issue is you know the warforged and the socket stuff being rng just making gearing choices so much more complicated and and annoying i get a lot of trinket questions <laughs> this tier because of the, the four different types of trinkets that we have there's not just oh this is a crit proc oh this is a haste proc oh this is a multi-strike proc on use trinket like last tier was they're they're actually different this tier so that's that's a lot of the questions i get and then it's kind of it's kind of tough to answer because someone will say, "Oh, I have a heroic warforged coil, but I have a mythic with a socket sensor," and I'm like, "Dude, I don't stop." Like, it's just a lot of lot of different stuff that you have to mm-hmm. kind of figure out. Yeah, I I didn't care for the multiple items levels within the same sort of tier in, in that that instance, especially when you had, as you say, warforged and sockets to. Yeah. already kind of differentiate that that gear and i certainly didn't like the fact that uh a lot of people got had, a lot of classes had their weapons drop off of archimond whereas we were stuck on manoros so they were all getting a higher item level weapon than, than what we could possibly get that, that that kind of bugged me a little bit too yeah i think that if they want to do that in the future and do it successfully every single person needs to get a weapon at the same point yeah in the rate i know so that's you- weird but it, there's just you can't have people getting 725 weapons while some other people are getting 730 weapons. It's just it doesn't work. The weapon thing really kind of threw me off because yeah, you're absolutely right about you know the item level on weapons and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So do you think artifacts will help that out at all next expansion? Definitely. I'm I'm what what is it four four months into the the tier coming up on maybe three i don't know but i've yet to get a 730 weapon i still don't have a mythic manoroth's bow story of our lives and in siege i didn't get a warforged weapon for the entire duration of farm oh i had 160 kills of all of the all of the weapon dropping bosses don't even start (laughs) don't even start on warforged weapons oh for, Azur got uh, Azur got one, and he he linked okay. a picture of it to me. For, and I got kind of literally, mad. literally every weapon boss in Heimel, BRF, and in Hellfire, for every kill for Midwinter, we have never this entire expansion never seen a Warforged Hunter weapon, not a single one at any time. The the thing that always happens to me is that I'll get a Warforged drop, but it'll be heroic, and then we go into Mythic, and we're like, oh well, where where are the weapon drops? <laughs> I got a. Heroic Warforged Galacrass bow, week one, and then didn't see a Warforged weapon all of Heroic. That's like the worst one. It was it was terrible. Wasn't Ga- yeah, Galacrass was like the worst Galacrass one. Galacrass was the haste mastery one. Yeah. And then we were playing survival. Uh, Paragon was, bow was yeah, it was crit. Paragon uh, bow was haste, really yeah. good. Paragon bow was delicious. Yeah, the Paragon bow was good. I can't remember what the the, the big work when he dropped the the gun. That it dropped. was crit mastery. Yeah, it was, crit mastery. had like the most the secondary crossbow, strats. The crossbow had hit and crit on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so bad. The hit and crit one was so awful. 
Was it hit and crit? I thought it was hit and haste. But we had reforging oh, too. It might have been hit and haste, actually. It was something really bad. It was bad. I think it was, think it was hit and haste. It might as well have just been hit. But oh, we had reforging hit. too, so it was actually kind of okay to have like mm-hmm. that because then you just reforge it, and then you would need, you know. I don't know. I I kind of miss the whole concept of reforging personally. I just. I feel like with how specs play out in this expansion, it would have been really, really fun to play with. Yeah. I think that, um, I th- I, I want to say someone mentioned this actually in the, the chat, um, in our little Skype chat before the, uh, before we went live. So they were saying that the only reason that reforging was bad was because of hit and expertise. And with the removal of that, reforging would have been a lot better. Yeah, well, I, I think that's definitely true. more interesting. Because that's primarily what you, you ended up using reforging for, at least that's why I thought, you know, to, to balance out your crit and expertise. And then after that, it was, to, you know, to, to, you know, move around crit or whatever, whatever else you need, you needed for your, for your other secondary stats. But that was, seems like to be the primary use was to balance out the hit and the expertise. I yeah. can't remember if it was Watcher or which of the devs, but one of them, they were talking and they said they, they want it to be exciting when you get a drop. You don't want it to feel like a chore. Like, okay, now I have to go enchant and gym and and uh, reforge this before I can use it. But in, what they kind of end up doing is making most of them not exciting at all because I don't really want this one. So what could have been like exciting because I could at least get decent stats on it. And now it's just kind of meh. I like pass. I like the idea of like being able to play around with stats, and even within like. With even within like a certain spec, you can kind of go a different play style, depending on how much like of one stat you try to stack. Basically, like I like that kind of like concept of you know playing around stats, but like to, to the to the level and the chart, like even if it was even like no, I still don't like even though it's be a slight upgrade, I still wouldn't want it because of the stats on it. Like yeah. shit, so. I think that a lot of the gearing is now. Oh, it's not Warforged. Oh well, I'll I'll wait till next week. Like they they kind of took the excitement away from gearing entirely and just and just kind of tossed it into a ten percent chance for a piece to be slightly better than another piece. And with stuff like trinkets, it's such a huge increase. The 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 Warforged is so much more important than say if you get Warforged on a belt or something like that. And then then weapons are just for some classes so far above everything else like for marksmanship it's an insane amount of extra damage just by getting uh kind of rng like a five extra item level weapon basically cool all right well did we have any other questions from the chat room today i don't think so so well why don't we wrap this up and if anyone wants to you know continue on talking and do a post show that's fine um but, uh, but on that note, you have been listening to episode 226 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Darkbrew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from thrillofthewild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. And I'm Artemis Hall from the Warcraft Hunter Union and at Artemis Hall on Twitter. All right. Check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or add our RSS feed to your reader, and we'll have all these links in our show notes. <clears throat> If you have a question or a topic you would like us to announce on the show, email us at thehuntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at huntingpartypod. All right, stay thirsty, my friends, and remember to drink your dark blue lager. Siempre prestar la emoción de los salvajes.
Don't forget to pay your dues. Adaption! <laughs> Adaptation? What? And order your hunter shirts. For the horde. Yes, and order your hunter shirts, everyone. They're awesome. Cool. And and special thanks to you guys, Clip and, and, and Nix, for, for joining us this week. It was a pleasure talking to you, and uh, it was nice to finally get some guests on here and do some real hunter chatting for 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 a change. It's been <laughs> quiet the last last couple of shows, so this this was this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been uh, it's been interesting. It's been fun. I like it. Any, anytime. Google. Thanks, chat room. Thanks, chat room. Life stealer. That's just the call. Adaptation. Oh, my God.